This episode is kid-friendly for creatures like me. Hey y'all, I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. And you just heard... My little baby nephew, Cole, inviting you to listen. Yes, he is so freaking cute. He is so freaking cute. (laughs) And so this episode is kid-friendly. Yep. So all we're going to do is read the stories. Alrighty. Here we go. So I am in the book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the OG. And that is by Alvin Schwartz. Okay, this one's called The Babysitter. It was 9 o'clock in the evening. Everybody was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone. Before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. Who was it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again, and Doreen answered it. It was the man who called before. I'll be there soon, he said, and he laughed and hung up. Who was it? The children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About 10 o'clock, the phone rang again. Jenny got to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said, and he laughed and hung up. He said, one more hour. What did he mean? Asked Jenny. Don't worry, Doreen said. It's somebody fooling around. I'm scared, said Jenny. About 10.30, the telephone rang once more. When Doreen picked it up, the man said, Pretty soon now, and he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed, and he hung up. Was it the guy again? asked Brian. Yes, I'm going to call the operator and complain. The operator told her to call back if it happened again, and she would try to trace the call. At 11 o'clock, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling you from the telephone upstairs, she said. You'd better leave. I'll get the police. Just then, the door upstairs opened. A man they had never seen before started down the stairs towards them. As they ran from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, the police found him there and arrested him. This is from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, also by Alvin Schwartz. It's titled Rings on Her Finger, page 29. Daisy Clark had been in a coma for more than a month when the doctor said that she had finally died. She was buried on a cool summer day in a small cemetery about a mile from her home. May she always rest in such peace, her husband said. But she didn't. Late that night, a grave robber with a shovel and a lantern began to dig her up. Since the ground was still soft, he quickly reached the coffin and got it open. His hunch was right. Daisy had been buried wearing her two most valuable rings. A wedding ring with a diamond in it and a ring with a ruby that glowed as if it were alive. 
The thief got down on his knees and reached into the coffin to get the rings, but they were stuck fast on her fingers, so he decided that the only way to get them was to cut off her fingers with a knife. But when he cut into the finger with the wedding ring, it began to bleed, and Daisy Clark began to stir. Suddenly, she sat up. Terrified, the thief scrambled to his feet. He accidentally kicked over the lantern, and the light went out. He could hear Daisy climb out of her grave. As she moved past him in the dark, he stood there frozen with fear, clutching the knife in his hand. When Daisy saw him, she pulled her shroud around her and asked, Who are you? When the grave robber heard this corpse speak, he ran. Daisy shrugged her shoulders and walked on and never once looked back. But in his fear and confusion, the thief fled in the wrong direction. He pitched headlong into her grave, fell on the knife, and stabbed himself. While Daisy walked away home, the thief bled to death. This one is titled, Me, Ty, Dodie, Walker. There was a haunted house where every night a bloody head fell down the chimney. At least that's what people said. So nobody would stay there overnight. Then a rich man offered $200 to whoever would do it. And this boy said he would try if he could have his dog with him. So it was all settled. The very night the boy went to the house with his dog. To make it more cheerful, he started a fire in the fireplace. Then he sat in front of the fire and waited, and his dog waited with him. For a while, nothing happened. But a little after midnight, he heard someone singing softly and sadly, off in the woods. The singing sounded something like this. Me tie, Dottie, Walker. It's just somebody singing, the boy told himself, but he was frightened. Then his dog answered the song. Softly and sadly, it sang, Leechy, Kitchy, Kali, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. The boy could not believe his ears. His dog had never uttered a word before. Then a few minutes later, he heard the singing again. Now it was closer and louder. But the words were the same. Me tidy, dotty walker. This time, the boy tried to stop his dog from answering. He was afraid that whoever was singing would hear it and come after them. But his dog paid no attention, and it sang again. Litchy, kitchy, collie, molly, dingo, dingo. Half an hour later, the boy heard the singing again. Now it was in the backyard, and the song was the same. Me tie Dodie Walker. Again, the boy tried to keep his dog quiet, but the dog sang louder than ever. Lichi kichi kali molly dingo dingo. Soon, the boy heard the singing again. Now it was coming down the chimney. Me tie Dodie Walker. The dog sang right back. Lichi kichi kali molly dingo dingo. Suddenly, a bloody head fell out of the chimney. It missed the fire and landed right next to the dog. The dog took one look and fell over, dead from fright. The head turned and stared at the boy. Slowly, it opened its mouth and... Ah! Got me. (laughs) Wait, can't be doing that. In my condition. (laughs) Okay, I'm reading from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, page 33. This is called The Guest. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually, they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten a late start, and now it was getting dark. So they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. 
Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said, so they stopped to ask. An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight as their guest. They had plenty of room and would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake, and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said he would not accept any money. The young couple got up early the next morning before their host had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with money in it for the room. Then they went on to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. That can't be, he said. That house burned to the ground, and the man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it, so they went back to the house. Only now there was no house. All they found was a burned-out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what happened. Then the woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table, like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left that morning. Okay, so now I'm in more scary stories to tell in the dark. This one's titled The Window. Margaret and her brothers, Paul and David, shared a small house on top of a hill just outside the village. It was so warm one summer's night that Margaret could not sleep. She sat up in bed in the darkness of her room, watching the moon move across the sky. Suddenly, something caught her eye. She saw two small, yellow-green lights moving through the woods near the graveyard at the bottom of the hill. They looked like the eyes of some animal, but she could not make out what kind of creature it was. Soon, the creature left the woods and moved up the hill towards the house. For a few minutes, Margaret lost sight of it. Then she saw it coming across the lawn towards her window. It looked something like a man, and yet it didn't. Margaret was terrified. She wanted to run from her room, but the door was next to her window. She was afraid the creature would see her and break in before she could escape. When the creature turned and moved in another direction, Margaret rushed to the door. But before she could open it, it was back. Margaret found herself staring through the window at a shrunken face like that of a mummy. Its yellow-green eyes gleamed like a cat's eyes. She wanted to scream, but she was so frightened she couldn't make a sound. The creature broke the window's glass, unlocked the window, and crawled inside. Margaret tried to flee, but the creature caught her. It twisted its long, bony fingers into her hair, pulled her head back, and sank its teeth into her throat. Margaret screamed and fainted. When her brothers heard the piercing scream, they rushed to her room. But by the time they got the door unlocked, the creature had fled. Margaret lay on the floor bleeding and unconscious. While Paul tried to stop the bleeding, David chased the creature down the hill towards the graveyard. But soon he lost sight of it. The police thought it was the work of an escaped lunatic who believed he was a vampire. When Margaret recovered, her brothers wanted to move to a safer place where it would be harder to break in. But Margaret refused. The creature would never come back. She was sure of that. But just in case, Paul and David began to keep loaded pistols in their rooms. One night, months later, Margaret was awakened by a scratching sound on the window. When she opened her eyes... There was the same shrunken face staring at her. That night, her brothers heard her cries in time. They chased the creature down the hill, and David shot it in the leg. 
but the creature managed to scramble over the graveyard wall and disappeared near the old burial vault. The next day, Margaret and her brothers watched as the sexton of the church opened the burial vault. Inside was a horrifying scene. Broken coffins, bones, rotting flesh were scattered all over the floor. Only one coffin had not been disturbed. When the sextons opened it, there lay the creature with the shrunken face that had attacked Margaret. The telltale bullet was in its leg. They did the only thing they knew to rid themselves of the vampire. The sexton built a roaring blaze outside the vault and fed the shrunken body through the flames. They watched the body burn until nothing remained but the ashes. Okay, this is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's called The Girl Who Stood on a Grave. It's page 41. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said. Then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There's nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself, but she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then quickly, she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil, and she started to leave. But she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She died of fright. Thank y'all for listening. And if you want more of these stories, check out our Patreon while we do the 13 days of Halloween. Yes. All other scary stories will be read only for Patreoners. <laughs> Patreoners. So the time is now, y'all. If you want to get scary, spooky, Halloweeny, mm-hmm. Halloweenia, Halloween merch. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there. It is patreon.com forward slash the APC podcast. Or you can link to the Patreon page through our website, aparanormalchicks.com. And for the 13 days of Halloween, all of our stuff that we're doing is available for every single tier. Yeah, that's $1 through $30. But as you go through the tiers, each higher tier gets more content than the one below it. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth it. Death. All right. Remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.